0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Good morning. morning. Welcome to K Chapel service on this blessed Sunday morning. To those who are present as well as those who are watching via social media, we welcome you into the house of the Lord. In the words of the summons of 100 Psalms, who said, shout for joy to the Lord. All who worship the Lord with gladness, come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is he who made us and we not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep are of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his court with praise. Give thanks unto him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and, he, and his love endure forever. His faithfulness continues to all generations. We ought to praise the Lord this morning. Is anyone here today ready to wish the Lord? Has the Lord been good to anyone today? The Lord has been good. Do you know that he's good? Have you tried him? Taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Again, we welcome you as we enter into prayer. Oh, heavenly and precious Father God, we come this morning, oh, heavenly Father God, thanking You, Lord for another day another day's journey and we're glad about it oh Heavenly Father we come to Lord we pray your blessing up on this service that everyone who enters this sanctuary those who watch it via social media that they will be blessed this morning oh Lord for we know your word is powerful Lord speak to our hearts oh Heavenly Father speak to our pastor who will preach this morning oh Heavenly Father let him down in the deep treasures of your love we come to the Lord today, O Heavenly Father God. We ask the Lord to touch each heart. Let your spirit permeate the walls of this sanctuary. That we will leave this place stronger than we came. In your son Jesus' name, we ask you and pray. Amen. Now the songs of
2: praise. God is great, y'all, ain't he? And greatly to be praised. Come on, put your hands together as we give him, give him glory this morning. like praise him this morning Here we go here we go The greatness of the Lord. The greatness of the Lord is inconceivable. The love that he shows The love that he shows is unconditional The power of the Lord the power
3: Scripture comes from John 13, 1 through 5. It was just before the Passover festival, and Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to his father. Having having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his, his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a, a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Let us pray. pray, pray. Lord, thank you for allowing us to be here, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to love one another and understand your love for us lord as we welcome you into our house i pray that you open our minds and our hearts to receive what you have for us i pray for the ones who are struggling with different uh situations in their life but more importantly lord i pray that they know that they find out that they can come to you to relieve those situations lord i just want to thank you for the for the glorious things you have done for this world the glorious things you have done for this church. And I pray that you continue to look over us and cover us, Lord. We ask these words in your son Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Morning, Good morning, Kate Chapel. Oh, that's so weak. Good morning, Kate Chapel. Good morning. Oh, are we glad to be here? Yes. There are so many wonderful things happening in our nation as it pertains to cancer research. And uh, you see me uh, dressed in my pink this morning. And I, I know we have some cancer survivors in the audience. We have supporters in the audience. And if there's anybody that don't mind shouting this morning, just, just get you stand and wave your hands. You can say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I live in an America where there is concern. I live in a place where they care about women. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will continue to wear our pink through this month, and we will continue to support cancer research, and we will continue to do those things that we need to do to support each other. Amen? Amen. Now you are asked to save the date. And that means take out that phone. Ah, You know, we got all these telephones, and put that date in there from our website. October 29th at uh, 3 p.m. We are going to be sharing in a community symphony event at 3 p.m. on October 29th. So please put that in your calendar. We had a pretty good crowd last year, but I want to see the church look like this on the 29th at 3 p.m. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, That's something new that we are looking at is how do we relate to each other in all of the dimensions of our life. And music is such an important dimension of our lives. Now, we have some things coming up on the first Tuesday in November. And I'm calling them things because it's a lot of positions, isn't it? And, 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 and I see our Senators Frazier, Senator Frazier, you, you are, we thank you. We thank all, well, all of our elected officials, any elected official in the house, just raise your hand. Like, Holly, Alice, uh, sent our own, we thank you for, she's back with us after such a bout and we thank you for being here. But we have these cards and we're just gonna spoon feed you over the next few weeks you need to know how many positions you got to vote for and you need to vote for all of them don't just go down the ballot and pick out one or two names we want you to vote for all the positions we like some of them we don't like some of them some of them you know and some of them you don't know i want you to be a diligent voter so when you go out today you'll see these cards in the audience in the door for you and um There will be some other emphasis given by our pastor, but those are all the announcements I have for you this morning. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning
5: morning. morning again. Oh, one more time, good morning. morning. That sounds good to me. It is time and offering time. Time for us to give something back to God who has given so much to us. Remember, God gave His only and begotten Son that we may have life and the things of life, some of the things even that we desire, God has blessed us with, in everything that we have. It belongs to him anyway. The scriptures does say in Psalms number 24, starting at verse number one, that the earth is the Lord, and the fullness there are, and all that dwell therein. So this is the time for those of us that are here To give to God and for you that are worshiping with us, be a way of live stream. There should be a number on your screen that you may call and give back to God. And remember, this is not something that you are forced to do. But it gives you a chance to show God how much you believe and how much you trust in him. So let's give and let us give freely. As Reverend Don always reminds us that God loves what? God bless you. God keep you. Let his face shine upon you.
0: Anybody came to give him glory?
2: Anybody came to give him glory? We're going to give him glory this morning.
3: your name. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the ability to give, for being gracious and generous as you were to us. Lord, I pray that this, this gift that we're giving will be used to glorify your kingdom. We thank you for everything you have done for us. We ask these words in the Son of Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Good morning, King Chapel. Well, we have something to be grateful for again this morning. The Lord has blessed us to give the right hand of fellowship one more time for two individuals. God bless you. God is good all the time. And those two we're going to recognize and give the right hand of fellowship this morning. One, the first one is Kenley Cropper. Will you come down, please? And then Andrea Watts, will you come down? God bless you. God is good all the time, isn't he? Yes, it is. what a fellowship we have. Yeah, what a
2: fellowship. What a fellowship.
6: Chapel. Isaiah 41 yeah. verse 10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yeah, I will help thee. Yeah, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. We ask that you continue to pray for all of our bereaved families, the Dallas and Rogers family. We have not received any information on the funeral for Mr. Travis Rogers Jr., the brother of Sister Minnie Dallas. And as soon as we get that information, we will pass that on to you. And guess what? We don't have anybody in the hospital, nursing home, or in rehab. That is a blessing in itself. For you know at any time you're ill, nowadays you will go to rehab. That is a blessing that they're all now recovering at home. And on that list we have Reverend Michael Jones who's here this morning. Miss Dorothy Jones, Brother Herman Porter, Representative Alice Clark, who's also here this morning. Uh, Mrs. Rosemary Stuckey, Brother Larry Bingham, Mrs. Linda Lee, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Mr. Melvin Scott, Brother John Sanders, Brother Kavara Collins, and Brother Aaron Thompson Jr. We have those that are related to the church members that are asking for prayer. Miss Adreen, Adreen, Jeter, Miss LaVinci Clark, Miss Mackenzie Emil Nathan, Mr. Leonis Barner, Mr. Keith Fogger, Miss Dolores Phillips, Mr. Charles Phillips, Mr. Larry Milton, and Miss Demetri- Demetrius Wallace, the son and granddaughter of Sister Dorothy Jones. And also, the senior usher board is asking for prayer for one of their own, Brother Glenn Barnes. And as I say, each week as you travel during the week, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessings that you bestowed upon us. Father, we thank you for health. We thank you for strength. We thank you for comfort, Master. We thank you for all those things that we need for our daily journey. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would bless those that are ill, that are dealing with different illnesses. Father, we ask, oh, Lord, that you would just comfort them right now. Put your loving arms around them. Let them know, O oh Lord, that you're still there, that you're still their God, and that you've never left their side. We ask, oh, Lord, that would you would bless all of those, especially those, O oh Lord, that are in long-term care. Father, we ask, Lord, that you would look down on them all right now, Lord. You know them by name. So we ask, oh, Lord, that you would bless them now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And one other thing. At any time that you want to check to find out who's on the sick and shut-in list, you can go to the church website and go to the connect tab and click on ministry of one another and you will be able to see all those names listed. Amen? Amen.
2: Come on, lift your voice. Say, I love you, Jesus.
0: I love
2: you, Jesus. Yes. If you haven't told him this morning, tell him. I worship and
0: adore
2: you. I Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you.
0: Lord, I love
2: you more than, anything. more than
0: anything.
2: Yes, 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 yes. If you haven't told him this morning, tell him I love you i love you jesus i worship and adore i worship and adore you just want to tell you just want to tell you but i love you but i love you yes yeah okay let's sing that in part come on tell him this morning Japan adorable. Right to love on him today. I, just want to tell I came to make him smile this morning. Lord, I love <laughs> you with my praise, with my anything. worship, you ought to make a deposit this morning. Make a deposit. Come on, tell him I love you.
0: I love
2: you, Jesus. I don't care who's watching me, Lord. I, I worship and adore you. I just want tell him, tell him all over the God, field. God inhabits the praises of his people. Is, Come on, let's make him closer. Let's get closer to him. Come on. Everybody, I love you. I, love you, Jesus. Hey, I worship and adore you this morning. I worship adore you.
7: anything more than my football team more than my job title more than the things that he gives to me, I love him more than anything watch this and anybody I love a lot of people, but I love Him more. I wish I had two or three folk who would go in with me right there. I love Him more than anything. Nothing can compare to my God. No one can compare to my God. I love Him more. I love Him more than anything. My God, my God. Anybody love Him this morning? Anybody really love him this morning? Anybody really love the Lord this morning? My God, my God. Can you sing this old hymn with us? Oh, how
2: I love. You.
7: Yeah. That's for the folk who really love him.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs>
7: Can anybody declare that with your whole heart this morning?
0: Whoa. Oh,
7: Just because. Come on and sing it like you really mean it.
2: Tell him all how.
7: your voices. Oh how, oh, how, oh, how, oh, how,
2: I love Jesus. That's it, that's it.
0: Oh, sing it Oh, oh how. how, I
2: love Jesus. I wonder if you love him this morning. Oh, how
7: Bless his name I love the Lord because he first loved me bless his name John 13 beginning with verse number one verses one through five we read earlier in your hearing this morning just for consideration of this sermon I want to zero in on verse number one verse number one now Before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them until the end. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk about a Jesus kind of love a Jesus kind of love. I have to admit at the beginning of this sermon that this sermon title is not completely original. It's inspired by jazz vocalist Etta James. I got one somebody who... Don't mind admitting that they listen to something other than Amazing Grace. But Etta James wrote a song entitled A Sunday Kind of Love. She said, she said in in, in, in in this song. Now don't don't get mad with me. This is what Etta said. Etta said in this song, I want a Sunday kind of love. A love to last past Saturday night. He said, I'd like to know it's more than love at first sight. I want a Sunday kind of love. Sentiments of that song are simply this. Love, that is love, is not fleeting or fickle. That, that's that's really what this song is. That love that is love is not fleeting nor is it fickle, but love that is love is faithful. Say it again. Love that is love is neither fleeting nor fickle, but it is faithful. It's interesting that when we talk about love, we tend to mention faithfulness because we want people who love us to be faithful to us. Uh, but conversely, when we talk about faith, rarely do we mention love. We talk about faith in terms of having the faith to believe for the impossible. We we think about faith in terms of having faith to give generously and radically. We, we think about faith to see the invisible and faith to expect the incredible and faith to receive the impossible and faith to reach the unreachable, faith to expect the incredible. It's faith that gets and faith that does and faith that conquers. But rarely do we quickly make the direct association between faith and love. And as people of faith, we must be people of love. Somebody asked me the other day, Reverend, what do you think about what's going on over in Palestine and Israel? They asked me the question, where do you think Jesus would be? And I said to them, I think Jesus would be on the side of love. Love. Remember, Jesus lived in occupied Israel. And while living there, he taught his disciples. He said, if, if they compel you to go one mile, go two. He He taught and sided on the side of love. And you cannot brag about your level of faith and not consider your depth of love. Love is no abstract thing or some fleeting emotion that has no measurable indicators. But love can be measured. Not so much by how much you spend on a gift. Amen. Somebody ought to say amen. Ladies got real quiet on that man. Did you hear? Go ahead and nudge them. Go ahead and nudge him. Yeah. L- love is not measured by how much you spend on a, on a gift or, or how many trips you take or, or how many poems you write or how many letters you pen. But according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul says, love suffers long. Love is kind, love does not envy, love is not proud, love does not behave itself unseemly, love is not selfish, love is not easily provoked. Some of y'all wondering now, do I really love? (laughs) Love does not concentrate on negative things, love does not take pleasure in sin, but love bears, believes, hopes, and endures all things. Love never fails. In other words, what Paul is saying is, listen, love that is real is love that impacts life. If I love you, watch this, if I love you and I really love you, I have to be kind to you. Stop right there. If I really love you, I must be kind to you. I can't love you and treat you any kind of way. I I can't love you and walk over you like I don't see you. I I can't love you and and keep animosity in my heart. I can't love you and be mean, cold. If I love you. Let me help some married couple. If I love you, if you love your spouse, this says that love suffers long. My God. If if I love you, that means I cannot just think about myself. If I love you, I don't get joy in seeing you not succeed. If I love you, I'm not happy if you suffer. If If I love you, I'm not happy when you're hurt. If I love you, watch this. This is going to help somebody. I don't keep record of wrong. And some of you have been keeping a file. You got it labeled. It's in your file folder. And you... Pull it out. Every time somebody does something, mm-hmm. And you're keeping a file on every wrong that has been done to you. And some of you just need to get a shredder and shred it up. You need to shred it up. You need to go home and get that file folder out of your file and just start shredding stuff right now. All the stuff you've been keeping, all the stuff you've been holding, all the stuff you've been thinking about, all the stuff you've been saying God going to get you, and eventually I am too. You need to shred it up. And if you need to use a church shredder, come on Monday and Wednesday and Friday. We'll, we'll help you. Because love keeps no record of wrong. That's why when Peter asked Jesus the question about forgiveness and Jesus responded, forgive 70 times 7. Peter responded, Lord, increase our faith. Because Peter recognized that if I'm not going to keep record of any wrong, if I'm going to love like that, that Jesus kind of love, then Lord, I've got to have more faith. So whereas love is oftentimes measured by faith and faithfulness, let's be clear. It takes faith to love. When it comes to Christian faith, love is its primary characteristic. Jesus said, by this will men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another. By this. Not, Not by how well or loud you sing. By this, not by how long you pray, by this, not, not by how well you speak or preach, but by this, by your ability to love, love people who don't deserve it, love people who don't appreciate it, love people who you said you can't stand. Love, the principal attribute that qualifies our faith as Christians. Love is to be that distinguishing mark of our faith. Love is the high and holy calling to which every believer has been called. Don't tell me how much you study God's word if you don't have love. Don't tell me how long you've been saved if you don't have love. Don't tell me how many tongues you speak in if you don't speak to your neighbor. You don't have love. Paul says you're just tinkling brass and sounding cymbal if you don't have love. And not this worldly kind of love. Not this reality TV kind of love. Not this 90-day fiancé kind of love. Not, not this bachelor and the bachelorette kind of, y'all looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. You. But a Jesus kind of love, Jesus kind of love, because if truth be told, most Christians are missing the boat when it comes to sharing that kind of love. We know how to be civil towards one another. We know how to be cordial with each other. Some of y'all getting ready now because in that last quarter of the year, and you know, folk going to start visiting your house, staying longer than you want them to stay, yeah. eating more than you want them to eat, yeah. putting their feet where they shouldn't be putting them. You know. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. And you're getting yourself ready. You're already talking yourself through what you got to put up with when they come, when they... Show up because you know what they do. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. But Jesus does not say just put up with them, he says love them. Love one another. And if we're going to get this love business right, then we must look to Jesus, who the Bible says is the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, he wrote the book when it comes to what love looks like. And all of us as his followers, as his disciples, need to practice a Jesus kind of love. A Jesus kind of love. What what does a Jesus kind of love look like? I'll tell you what it looks like from this text. If we look at this text, we see something in in the life and lifestyle of Jesus that takes love to its optimal level. A Jesus kind of love, first of all, a Jesus kind of love is purposeful love. A Jesus kind of love is purposeful love. The text says, look, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, stop right there when Jesus knew that his hour was come. A Jesus kind of love, y'all, listen. A Jesus kind of love is a time-conscious love. Here's the thing, here's the thing, Brother Thorne, that we all know that we never seem to keep in mind. That for all of us, eventually, Our hour will come. When Jesus knew that his hour was come. And all of us in here, our hour will come. We have a limited amount of time. And what we do with it, how we use it, where we invest it is our choice. The challenge for most of us is to love one another knowing, watch this, that we have limited time. Jesus knew that he had a limited amount of time with his disciples. He understood that there were only so many opportunities that he had with them, only so many moments that he would share with them, only so much time that that had been promised for them, only so many moments that he could share with them, only so so much things that he could do with them. And as such, he had to then be purposeful about demonstrating his love. Intentional about how he loved them and what he taught them through his love. Thoughtful about their interactions, their conversations, their exchanges because he had a limited amount of time and eventually he knew his hour would come. Question, how are you treating the limited amount of time with those you say you love? How are you treating the limited amount of time that you have with those you say you love? When your hour has come, will you be able to say of the time that you were given that you loved them well? Truth be told, in a lot of instances, we're wasting time. You might as well say amen. Wasting time on trivial matters. Wasting time being mad over things that we should have forgiven and forgotten a long time ago. Wasting time waiting for them to apologize. Wasting time waiting for them to say that you were right and they were wrong. Wasting time looking for them to give you something that they are even incapable of giving you. Wasting time wanting things to be perfect rather than loving people on and through their journey of transformation. You're wasting time. You want it all to be perfect. Jesus didn't say it's going to be perfect while you love them. Love them as they get there. Because guess what? You're not there yet either. Somebody had to wait on you just for you to get to where you are. And you're still not there yet. If you're going to have a Jesus kind of love, you must first love with the realization that your time to love is limited. You don't have forever to love people the way you know you ought to be loving them. You don't have forever to do right by people who you know you are not doing right by right now. You don't have forever to demonstrate the love of Christ to people whom God has placed around you and in your life, which means that your love should be and must be purposeful. The love that Jesus had for his disciples was a purposeful love. It was a love full of intention. He wanted them to learn something of love's depths and love's reach and love's extent. He wanted them to understand how far love goes, how much love forgives, how long love lasts, how tender love touches, how unrelenting love is. And when he finished loving on them... When he finished loving on them, those disciples had a new understanding of what love is. When he finished loving on them, they understood what love does and how love acts because it was purposeful. Hear me. Loving on purpose means that the love that we give ought to take people somewhere they haven't been. If you're doing it right, your love ought to take them somewhere they have not been, where they experience and discover their own capacity to love differently to understand love on a different level, to give and to demonstrate love. That's what Jesus had been working on and working toward to give his disciples a new understanding and a new definition of love. And when he got finished, look at what he said to them. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. This love y'all been doing ain't love. He says, I need you to do it the way I've done it. The love that you've been showing is petty love fickle love, funny love. He says, I'm showing you a faithful, purposeful kind of love that was intended to teach them what love looked like. It was intended to model for them what love does and how love sounds. It was meant to give them visible evidence to verbal sentiments so that they would not hide behind their words in their own relationships, but that they would live their love out in high definition. This new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you. Jesus says your definition doesn't work anymore. Put yours down. Put your example down. It's no good. I give you a new way, a new model, a new example. Love one another as I have loved you. It's a Jesus kind of love. It's a different kind of love. He says, the way I love you ought to reflect how God loves you. The way I love you ought to resemble how God loves you. And our love for one another should provide the world a visible demonstration of God's love for the world. It must be, in other words, purposeful. Purposeful love so that others might be saved. Purposeful Love so that somebody might come to know who the Lord is. Purposeful love so that once someone would understand that what they've been doing is shallow and surface level. But they've got to go deeper even in their capacity to love. Love one another as I have loved you. It's a Jesus kind of love. It's love that's on purpose. Love that's not by accident but love that is by design. In other words, I meant to do it. I meant to love you like that. I meant to forgive you when you thought you wouldn't be forgiven. I I meant to show you grace. I meant to extend you some more mercy. I meant to take you deeper in what love really is and looks like. It's on purpose and by design. Secondly, a Jesus kind of love, not only is it purposeful love, but it is personal love. Listen to the text again. When Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world into the Father, having loved his own. Stop right there. Having loved his own. I think sometimes, here it is, we get lazy with our love. And here's how we get lazy with our love. Because we start generalizing. And we say stuff like this. I love everybody. Yeah, yeah. It gets real easy. It gets real gentle. And and just anybody, anybody, oh, I love you. Watch this. With the love of Jesus. You know I'm right about it. You know I'm right about it. And you'll leave that situation and talk about it. Y'all ain't talking to me. See, that sounds good. Expect Everybody, see, see, here's here's the problem with that. Everybody oftentimes does not include our own. You missed it. I'm going to say it again. Everybody oftentimes does not include our own. A lot of us are good, watch this, at loving everybody except our own. Y'all not going to talk to me in here. We'll love the stranger, but we won't love our own. We'll love the foreigner, but we won't love our own. We'll love people who need help, but we won't help our own. We'll love the needy, but we won't love our own. Our own brothers, our own sisters, our own cousins, our own in-laws, our own outlaws, our own father, our own mother, our own life supporter. This verse says, when it came to demonstrating love, that he loved everybody, including his own. So many times as believers, we're so busy, busy loving on everyone else that we overlook our own. But somewhere I read—I believe it's in your Bible. I believe I, I read it somewhere. I read it somewhere. Charity starts. Yeah, you—you—you—you're better to everybody else other than your own. You don't—you're not loving. You do for everybody else except your own. Make time for everybody else except your own. Check on everybody else except your own. Enjoy everybody else's company except your own. Call and see about everybody except your own. Do everything for everybody else except And the sad thing is you've grown comfortable with your reason for why you don't do it for your own. But a Jesus kind of love would compel you to do so. If your love is authentic, it must begin with your own family. Desmond Tutu said, you don't choose your family. They are God's gift to you as you are to them. In other words, they are your own, including that absent father. That smothering mother. That irritating in-law, you're wrong. That awful aunt, that undependable uncle, that sneaky sibling, you're wrong. That crooked cousin, that nosy nephew, that annoying niece, you're wrong that overprotective parent, all of these people, they are yours. And it's among your own where the metal of your love is tested and tried. It's with your own where your love is authenticated. It's among your own where your love is certified as a Jesus kind of love. Mm. I told you a long time ago when it comes to loving somebody, you cannot keep a scorecard. In other words, who did the last thing? Who's done the most? Who's putting forth the best effort? That's not love. That's scorekeeping. Jesus loved his own for one reason, because they were his own. They were his own. Jesus says in John chapter 17 verse 12, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in my name. Those that thou gavest to me, I have kept. My question to you this morning is, how are you keeping those who have been given to you? How are you keeping those who have been given to you? I didn't ask how they're keeping you. I ask, how are you keeping them? Jesus did not give God a report on how the disciples were treating him. He gave God a report on how he had treated the disciples. He says, I have kept them that you gave me. What will you be able to say to the Lord on that day of accounting when he asked, how have you kept those that I gave to you? What's your stewardship report look like? A stewardship is not just about giving in the church, it's about how you manage and maintain that which has been given to you. Let me hurry on, let me hurry on. Here it is, here it is. Two last things, and I'm quick things, quick things, I promise. A Jesus kind of love is a practical love. Look at what Jesus did. He took a towel and began washing the disciples' feet. And he says to them, he says, after he finishes washing the feet, he says, you call me master, Lord. If I, being your Lord and master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. He says, I've given you an example that you should do as I have done unto you. Watch this. Here it is. A Jesus kind of love is practical and tangible. In other words, you walk away with something. It's practical and intangible he touched them he washed them and they knew they had been washed by the master a jesus kind of love has results it has a practical application it it means i've been touched I, i i wish i wish i wish today that when people leave our presence they know they've been touched by somebody They've been touched by the love of the Lord. They've been touched by the love of God. They've been touched by the hands and the feet of Christ. A Jesus kind of love is a practical love. But secondly, it's a private love. Remember, they were at the the table. Jesus drops his bombshell and says, one of you will betray me. They start looking around saying, which one is it? And watch this. Jesus knew who it was but didn't expose him. And you know, had that been some of us. We're around the table. We know who the rascal is. And I got 11 boys who will jump on him. All I got to do is point at him. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Jesus knew who he was. Everybody was asking, who is it? Because we read ready. We're going gonna to throw down in here. And Jesus kept it to himself. I read somewhere that love covers a multitude of sin. In other words, I don't have to needlessly expose people when they're wrong and when they've messed up and when they've fallen and when they've failed. I don't have to needlessly expose what I've done to help somebody else. I need to keep that between me, them, and the Lord. Love, watch this, y'all. A Jesus kind of love is a private love. I don't have to broadcast to anybody else what we've been through and what we've done. A Jesus kind of love is between me, you, and the Lord. Ah. Lastly, and I'm done, here it is. A Jesus kind of love is a love without preconditions. It's a love without preconditions. Too often, we make requirements and prerequisites of our love. We put people through hoops. To try to make themselves, prove themselves worthy of our love. A Jesus kind of love is love without preconditions. Watch this. The Bible says this in Romans 5 and 8. God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. In other words, no preconditions. We were on the wrong side and he still loved us. We were sinners, and he still loved us. We were on our way to hell, and he still, oh, without any, pre- in other words, before you started doing right, he loved you. And even after you gave yourself to the Lord, you know you still ain't doing right all the time. But he still loves us. And it is his undying love for us that caused him to then die for us without any preconditions being met. Stanley, he so loved us that he went to a cross because he loved us. He loved us so that that, that he allowed himself to be falsely accused. Hadn't done anything, but that's how much he loved us. He loved us enough that That he let them beat him with the cat of nine tails. That's how much he loved us. Loved us so much that that he carried a cross up Golgotha's hill. That's how much he loved us. Loved us enough that he gave his hands and feet to the nails. Loved us enough that he gave his side to the spear. Loved us enough that he gave his head to a crown of thorns. He loved us enough that after they hung him high and stretched him wide, he hung his head And died. He loved us enough. But Pat I heard it say. No greater love. Hath no man than this. He would lay down his life. For a friend. Jesus laid down. That's a Jesus kind of love. He laid down his life. So that watch this. I told you last week. So we wouldn't have to. He laid down his life. To pay a price that we couldn't pay. It's a Jesus kind of love. It's a Jesus kind of love. He laid it down so that we would receive eternal life. And that was his only calculation in all of this. That in his dying. We might live. That was his only calculation, that in his sacrifice and in his suffering, we would be given eternal life. And when he thought about it, Jesus said, I'll pay the price. When he thought about what we would gain from his loss, Jesus said, I'll pay the price. That's a Jesus kind of love. When you get something by me losing something, that's a Jesus kind of love. When you win and I have to lose, that's a Jesus kind of love. When you live and I have to die, that's a Jesus kind of love. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you his peace. That's love. the gospel Jesus died for us that we might have eternal life he died on a cross stretched wide, hung high hung his head and died there but he rose again from the dead and here's the good news that over 2,000 years later The blood still works. I don't think you heard me. 2,000 years later, the blood of Jesus Christ still washes. The blood of Jesus Christ still cleanses. Nothing but the blood can wash away my sin. Nothing but the blood can make you whole again. And if you accept him this morning, new life will be given to you. And so we stand here this morning introducing and giving, extending to you the invitation for you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. If you will, won't you stand where you're sitting? Won't you stand right now? Everyone stand to your feet. Won't you stand while you're standing? If there's anyone here who does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we want to invite you right now to come now. Come now and simply say, yes, I want to be saved. Yes, I want Jesus to be my Lord. I want Jesus to be my Savior. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I've heard about him. I've done the church thing. But now I want to be in relationship with Jesus. If you're here this morning, you come right now, wherever you are. Come now. Come now. If you don't have a church home, if you don't have a church home, you've been looking for somewhere to join and and you want to be a member of this church, you come now. God bless you. Come on. God bless you. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Anyone else? You come now. You come now, wherever you are. You come now. The doors of the church are open. Jesus, Jesus went
2: to Calvary to save a wretch. You and me. That's love.
7: You still have time there in the balcony. You come, you come. Wherever you are, you have time to come. Make this choice now. Make this decision now. If you're watching online, there's a QR code. You scan that QR code. There's somebody going to be waiting to speak with you and talk with you lead you to Christ and lead you into fellowship with this church. Don't let this moment slip you by. If you're in the Jackson metro area or if you're away from this area, you can be one of our distant members. You can join K-Chapel this morning. Come now.
8: Jesus. Calvary.
7: Save a wretch like you and me. That's love. Oh, bless his name. That's love. That's love. That's love. love. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. We bless God for this day. We bless God for this time together. God is a good God. Amen. 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 We all need a Jesus kind of love. Amen. We all need a Jesus kind of love. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to get ready and go from this place, but before we do, we have some special guests who have come this morning, and we're thankful. We're thankful that they are here. Amen. (laughs) Amen, amen, amen. I see see three people who I know, I know, (laughs) amen, some others who I'll get to know, amen. Uh, congressman Benny Thompson is here. Amen. Amen. Now, listen, let me, let me say this another way. Daddy says it's a mighty poor frog that won't praise his own palm. And, 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 and I heard somebody else say it like this uh, that a prophet oftentimes is well, without honor in his own country. Uh, this is our congressman, the state of Mississippi. Let's represent and recognize Congressman Benny Thompson. God bless you. We thank you, sir. Thank you for your service. God bless you. You continue to make us proud. Amen. We also have, we also have with us another congressman from, now listen, you know something special going on. South, South Carolina's congressman is here. Representative J- Jim Clyburn. Rep- Representative Jim Clyburn is here. Amen. Let's give him a Mississippi welcome. He's from the South, but this is a Mississippi welcome. Amen. (laughs) God bless you. We thank you for visiting with us. And then we have Brandon Presley running for governor of the state of Mississippi. Brandon Presley is here. God bless you. Good to see you. Good to have you with us on this morning. Good to have you with us on this morning. Listen, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. Brandon, we thank God for... Chris, okay, God bless you. I, thank you. Thank you. One of our own, one of our own from the from, from this state, this city. Amen. We thank God. Thank God for you. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, listen, listen. We thank God for all these surrogates, but I believe that 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 uh, a candidate will speak for himself. Amen. So 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 Mr. Mr. Brandon Presley, we want to give you a couple of minutes to greet the people of Cade Chapel. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.
9: Good morning, Case Chapel. Thank y'all for letting me stop in just a minute this morning. It's an honor to be here with my dear friend of almost Lord 22 years, something like that, Congressman Benny Thompson, and Congressman from South Carolina, Congressman Jim Clyburn, whose daughter and I served on the Public Service Commission together. Her in South Carolina and me here. Thank you for letting me stop by. Look. Here's the truth, I got into this race to pull the state of Mississippi together. We've been pulled apart long enough. We have been divided intentionally, purposefully, and with strategy along racial lines long enough. It's time that we come together. There are people out there hurting today that need us, need the people of the church to be a part of our community to help those who are homeless to help those who are hungry, to help those who are in need. So not to make this too political, I'm asking for your help. It's time that we turn the page on the old politics in Mississippi, once and for all. And if we make it, we'll have an administration that looks like the state of Mississippi, regionally, racially, and across all lines, because we're in this thing together. We're in this thing together, and for too long, 40% of our state that is black has been left out, forgot about, and put in the back, and we're not going to have that anymore in the state of Mississippi. Now, you need to know about the heart of your leaders, whether it's true, whether it's pure, whether or not it's with a way in which to knit our state together. So when I decided to get in this race, uh, at that time, my fiance, who now is my wife, I was real romantic about telling her I was going to run for governor. We, I told her in front of the subway in Nettleton, Mississippi. We was waiting to get supper. And she still married me, yeah. That ring's still shining, Pastor. But she said to me, I don't want us to go to Jackson to live in a mansion or to care about a title or to care about a retirement. But I want you to guarantee me one thing. If I let you run, hello, if I let you run, that if we make it, that we won't be consumed with power and pride and prestige, but that we will feed the homeless at the governor's mansion. We will show people dignity and respect And the fact that no matter where you are, there's somebody that's willing to bend down and lift you up. So I thank Pastor Buckley for letting me be here today. Thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your hope. And thank you for your support. Thank y'all.
7: Amen. God bless you. Let the church say amen. Amen. Let's say amen again. Listen, we do want to remind you, we do want to remind you that... um, uh, for those of you who are 65 years of age or older, you can vote absentee now. You can go down. If, if you don't want to deal with the long lines uh, come on Election Day, you can go down to your circuit clerk's office and vote now if you're 65 years of age or older. Or if you know that you're going to be out uh, of your voting area, if you're going to be out of town uh, on, on Election Day, you can go and ver- vote absentee now. Uh, so don't, Or if you're a student. If you're a student and you're away from college, uh, you can go and vote absentee now, okay? So we want you, we want you to make sure you take advantage of that. It's, it's not really early voting. It's absentee voting. We don't have early voting in, in Mississippi, but it's as close as we have to it. And so we, we want to take advantage of it where we can. In particular, I know that um, uh, we, we will be hosting a Souls to the Polls. Uh, rally on the 28th what what day is that October 28th what day is that 28th Saturday that's a Saturday October 28th uh, souls to the poll and so uh, we, we, we want to flood uh, those circuit clerk's offices and make sure that those of you who can vote early uh, and uh, or as absentee that you're able to do so amen? amen God bless you and God keep you is our prayer we're standing then for the benediction I like that can you help us with that
8: Your struggles keep you near the, near the cross, cross may. and may your bad troubles show that you need so. And may your bad days prove that God is good. May your whole life prove that God is good.
7: Father, we thank you for the amazing love that you've shown and shared with us. God, we pray that we would carry that love not only in our hearts but through our hands. We pray, O oh Lord, that we would be examples of that Jesus kind of love. That we would love our own. That we would love personally and purposefully. That we would love privately. And God, That we would love without preconditions we thank you now we celebrate who we are through you jesus christ our lord and now may the grace of god the sweet communion of his holy spirit rest rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the father and of the son of the holy spirit amen and amen god bless you
0: go in peace
7: we ask our special guests to join us special guests if you would join us